what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Hey, welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We all know that health is complex and multifaceted. Amy Chang and Fran Paradine are here to break it down, talk it up, and learn from a whole slew of really amazing guests. Fran and Amy are both health coaches, and just like health, their practices and viewpoints are individualized. You'll hear different takes on the same information as they discuss all things health, and you'll learn with them as they talk with guests who explore all different areas of health. Every episode will be fun, informative, and entertaining. If you like what you hear, please follow us and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Healthy AF Podcast. We've got a really fun one today because we've got a big celebration. Amy is turning 50. (laughs) Let's wish her a big happy birthday Um, because it's a big one. There's lots of reasons to celebrate turning 50. Um, And we thought today would be a really fun opportunity to look back at um, some some health trends over the last 50 years and, and look at how far we've come Kind of some of these are really silly when we look back at them, but and science has improved our knowledge base profoundly over the fat, past fifty years, and so um, this is kind of going to be a fun podcast to listen to. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And Amy, happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. I'm so excited. I love my birthday actually, and it's a day that a lot of people forget because it's January the second. So, um, yes, I get a lot of combination birthday Christmas presents and no, that is not acceptable. (laughs) (laughs) So my brother was born on Christmas day. Oh, and my mother-in-law is the 26th. Oh gosh. I know. So yeah, we have to be very, very careful. Yes. Yes. Don't be be giving me a present even on the first or like, (laughs) you know, I need, I need the day to be acknowledged. So I'm super excited to um, turn 50 this year on, on this special day and celebrate it with everybody who would like to celebrate it with me. So join in this party. Yay. Yay. So yeah, I mean, if we look back over the past 50 years, I can't even do the math really to where that brings us back to. You were born in 73, baby. 73. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of changes. I know, a little bit. <laughs> you know, fun fact, when when I started um, looking up like, okay, health trends, health facts for 1973, one of the things that I found that we don't have to discuss today because it's not very interesting, but it's kind of interesting is that a lot of the nutritional labeling changed in 73. In fact, it went up to the Supreme Court because people were putting stuff on the labels like heart healthy, but it wasn't actually scientifically heart healthy. So um, that actually went into effect in 1973 where they made, the FDA ended up making people mind their labels with actually back upable facts, but that's just not fun. I'm not talking about that on my birthday. Well, it's not fun. And still it's so it's such a gray area because Girl. they can put heart healthy on things that are really highly processed and bad for you. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all loopholes, right? It's like taxes right. and food labeling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know, sure. I know. Yeah. That's another, yeah, you're right. That's not fun. That's a, yeah. <laughs> and that's another. I'm another not getting riled up on my 50th birthday. Okay. I'm just <laughs> stepping into some extra power turning 50. And the last thing we need is me getting riled up with this extra 50 power. No, we don't need that for mm-hmm. sure. So, so, so what are there, is there one that sticks out like one fun trend that stuck out for you in either the early seventies or 73 exactly? I know. Well, let me see. I, I did find this cute little um, list thing that I thought was adorable. And um, this is, this is what got me. So it's a, it's a link. We'll we can put it in the show notes and it goes through um, really from like 68 or something all the way to 2018. And in 1973, it goes through, I don't know what the title of this thing is. It's like, um, exercise trends for the last 50 years. And for 1973, there's a little machine that looks like a lounge chair. It says a slender bender, though it may look like a cot or lawn chair. The slender bender was marketed as a way for women to tone their midsections and legs without having to leave the house. So perfect. That's exactly what we need, right? Yes. And then, okay, so get this. I was just looking at the three of these. 74 was air shorts, apparently, said to massage your legs and waist, helping you trim down. 75 was a leg beauty kit. The Leg Beauty Kit was one of the earliest examples of a widely popular fitness product using rubber resistance bands. The kit was marketed to women as an inexpensive way to slim and tone their legs. And so as I read this, I'm like, uh, what the freakity freak were we telling our women about their bodies? In, you know, 1973, and no wonder when my hips came in in 1985, I was like crushed that I had thunder thighs and a bubble butt. Oh, my God. Well, do you remember those? And this was probably before I think this came in the 60s, that like jiggle machine. Yeah. It had like this strap and you can just stand there and it would like shake your whole body. Yes. No, that was actually on this list. It was just a little earlier. Let's see. Um, oh, vibrating belts in 1967. Yeah. Oh my God. I remember because I used to, I would go to the Y and I was, I don't know, in my early teens and I would get on that thing. And I would be like in the locker room, I'd be just standing, jiggling. Oh my gosh. Why did people think that was doing? I don't, I don't know. You know, the links that we will go to. And I think some of this goes to, you know, all of these things were about slimming. Oh, yeah. Like, we didn't hear anything about stamina. So, no, or strength. Or, no. Yeah. No. And so, in 76, Rocky came out. So, speed bag training, mm. of course, got popular. And then in 77 was bodybuilding with Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. And then in 78, treadmills. Ah, Okay. Yeah. So like, that's sort of like, we're evolving, like we're hitting the treadmills. And then- I mean, um, it's a speed bag training for women too, like in- um, You know what? I don't think it was as much for women. I think it was more for everybody, but probably men, you know? And then of course, 1979 brought us roller skating. And can we pause and just- (laughs) 
Yeah. I have a moment for roller skating. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. It was so much fun. So could you totally do the backward? I shouldn't lean away from my mic. Should, could, could you totally do the backwards and the No, I couldn't do it. No, no, no. Never really? got that big. My husband, on the other hand, was like a super roller skater. Really? Yes. Yeah, I know. Did now, you, I'm sort of things- surprised because both of you are long, tall, lanky. I, yeah, I just didn't do it enough. Mm. He did. So you're saying we shouldn't? Like, is, is that a good body type for roller well, skating? Well, I'm saying that over here in the stockier, um, what do they call me? Lower, you have lower, a lower center of gravity. I would lower think center you of gravity. Would be and like 70% skater. of all my body mass, I swear to you, is hip bones to heels. Okay. So, you know, teeny tiny up top with these big, massive legs and booty. Like, you can't fall when you're built like that. No, and you have the lower center of gravity, which is great for roller skating. Yeah, like we yeah. have, I would have a very long way to fall. You would? <laughs> you really would? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, I wasn't into falling. So I no, did not try. I, to, I didn't, but yeah, didn't try I used very to hard. love that. And I could, I could get the, the backwards just by doing that one leg. One leg. <laughs> one leg. You know what I'm saying? You know, when you do the backwards uh-huh. leg. Mostly, though, I wasn't doing that in 79. I was doing that more in 85. And really, I just wanted to sit in the corner and make out with boys. It was like my mama did not let me go to the roller skating rink. Yes. Yes, they had those dark corners. You know they did. You know they did. Okay, so we come up to the 80s and we hit. Let's talk about what we also haven't talked about is is some crazy diets that they had in the 70s. Like, do you remember the grapefruit diet? I remember hearing about the grapefruit diet, but you know, we, um, we had a lot of fresh vegetables. We were, my, my family was largely sort of lower middle class ish. And we depended on that, that garden needs to be on point because if it's not, then we're not eating a whole lot. So we didn't have a lot of, uh, faddish stuff in our household, but yes, I remember that. Yeah, so it was like you had to eat a grapefruit at every meal. And somehow that was going to like speed up your metabolism or, yeah, no. I had a friend who did that. Um, And I I mean, who knows? Yeah. But then there's about that. Like, was that the vitamin C or the. I think it was like the citric acid was supposed to. I was going to say the acidity. Yeah. Yeah. It was supposed to, uh, yeah, speed up your metabolism. We didn't, yeah, I think we didn't. I mean, it's nice that we know a lot more now. We can kind of laugh at it. But I think at the time, people really bought into it. And then there was also something called the cookie diet. Oh, sign me up for that. I don't know what that is. But if it sounds like Oreos, then I'm down. Yeah. No, it was was like a guy. He invented these cookies and nobody really knew what the ingredients were. Um, But you had cookies for breakfast, cookies for lunch, and then a sensible dinner. Really? Yeah. Were they like protein-y cookies? I don't know. I don't think so. But I mean, I, if you did that now, if you ate three Oreos for breakfast and three Oreos for lunch and a sensible dinner, you'd lose weight, right? Like, you would. You really would, yeah. Calories. I wonder if that came out about the time Cookie Monster was coming out I don't on know. Sesame Street. I don't know. I don't know. Because so, Cookie yeah. Monster was grumpy too. And you know when you're doing a diet that you do not want to do, you are not pleasant to be around. You may no. as well. Oh, no, wait. That was Oscar. 
Oscar the Grouch. That was Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Cookie Monster was very pleasant. No, Cookie Monster was not. Cookies. Yeah, he just loved his cookies. Yeah. Huh. But I don't think anybody really wants to look like Cookie Monster. I don't know, right? Cookie yeah. Monster needs a wax. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the 80s uh, brought us into the low-fat. Oh, yes. Low-fat low diet. No yeah, so bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that morphed into, wasn't it in the 90s, maybe even the late 90s that Olean came out? I think the 80s had like, wasn't the 80s like um, Lean Cuisine? Yes. Like, so those those packaged, prepackaged um, meals that were supposed to be really, really good for you. And Oprah, yeah. Remember Oprah lost all that weight? Yes. And I think that was in I mean, the which time? Right, right. And and I'm not busting on Oprah. I'm making a statement here. Like that's how we as a, an American people tend to lean. Um, I saw a study one time that said we are great at losing weight. Of all the countries in the world, like the United States is fantastic at losing weight because we just put it back on and then we lose it again and then we put it back on. Right. So if you look at how much weight we actually lose on the yearly, it's like, man, we are losing a lot of weight. Because yeah. we keep putting it back on, we keep because needing we keep to lose weight, right? And that, that is what you know, I think she did Optifast in the eighties, and so it was. I mean, it's that same thing. It's like the idea that we can do these things for thirty days or sixty days and then maintain them, right? Because, um, and we say, you know, I think there's still some of that around. Oh that, gosh, because, yes, yeah, because people feel like, okay, I can do something for thirty days. Uh-huh. I mean, I just did, you know, sober October for, th- and I was uh-huh. like, I can do that for thirty days, and I, you know. And I did. And then I, I, I've gone back to drinking, but I don't know what it's going to look like. So, I mean, I guess the point is like, if you are, um, if you're doing something for 30 days, you can't just then go back to whatever you were doing before. Well, you can. I mean, if you you want to maintain like fasting, like maybe you're going to be like, Oh, for, you know, 30 days, I'm going to fast or for 30 days, I'm going to do 500 calories or for, you know, whatever. I mean, you totally can. I, I, I don't know. I think it just depends on why you're doing it. If you're doing it to lose weight and have it stay off, well, it's probably not going to work out real well for you. If you're doing it to um, assess for an addictive pattern. Right. right. Great. 30 Good days point. might do you right and open your eyes to some stuff that you may see about your love of cookies or alcohol right. or, right. you know, sure whatever that, that is. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I just had a um, conversation with a potential client and um, she was like, yeah, you know, I am so down. I'm so ready for the results you're getting for your people. And we're talking and she's like, yes, this sounds wonderful. I think I really need to do this packaging, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, great. We go over pricing. Everything's a go. (laughs) And then her next question to me is, so are you, so wait, um, so you're not going to give me like a diet plan? (laughs) And I was like, let me tell you something. No, I'm not telling anybody that they have to do anything because that's not that is my gift to myself and really to you is, you know, when we say we're going to do those things for that short amount of time and we're only doing them because somebody told us to do them. Like it's, there's no sustainable change there. Right. 
Right. And I think that, but I, but I do think people are very accustomed to, Agreed. to that kind of information, that kind of structure, that kind of somebody else taking control. And right? responsibility. Like, yes. Yes. A hundred percent. But again, since it's my birthday, let us not delve too far <laughs> down that hole. Oh, but yes. So crazy, crazy nutritional stuff. And then once we hit old lean, you know, everybody was eating everything and it felt fatty, but then they were having diarrhea and cramps. And so that's not a birthday surprise to have, you you know? Yeah, no, I had a friend who really was very sensitive to the Olean and she like could not be near that. I've got guts of steel. So mine just sort of tolerate anything I throw down okay, there. So I miss the Olean. What is Olean? Oh, so Olean was like a chemical, um, kind of like a fat substitute that they could put in things like chips and Doritos and stuff like that so that you'd have that sensation of like, it's not a baked Lay's, it's a real Lay's, but then people were having diarrhea. So that I did that, I assume that didn't last long. Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's sort of phased out. You know how when we first had artificial sweeteners, we'd have those artificial sweeteners. And then it's not that we don't have artificial sweeteners now. It's that they've sort of morphed and changed. And I mean, back in the 70s, all we had was sweet and low, right? right? Which was saccharin, saccharin, yeah, which we know caused cancer, right? And that was the big hubbub. And so then that switched to equal. That's the brand name. I don't know what the um, generic is. But remember, uh, so we went to go in the rest. For those of you who are under 50. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You go in the restaurant, you'd have the little white packets of sugar and the little pink packets of sweet and low. And then another, you know, little bit, you had the white packets of sugar, the um, pink packets of sweet and low, and the blue packets of equal. Yes. And now we have uh, brown packets for sugar in the raw. Yes. We have green oh, for stevia. Stevia. Right? Yes. Green. I think it is green. So, and then some honey, maybe. A lot of people put honey on the tables. Mm-hmm. So we've come a long way. I guess our um, food manufacturing companies have learned that when it gives us diarrhea and or cancer, <laughs> we don't actually purchase that product and it comes out right like and it comes out that that like they could know that and not change a thing it's when the when the uh people start recognizing when we stop purchasing it yes yes okay let's pop back to like another rabbit hole we could go down i know right (laughs) let's pop back to that little list okay so uh i don't think i've already said this but in 1981, Denise Austin came out. Do you remember her? Oh, yes. Girl. I know. And then 82 was Jane Fonda's workout. Uh-huh. Right? And her little, her, her like leotards and her. <laughs> Wait, when Girl. were leg warmers big? Was that leg warmers? Yes. Yes. It was the leg warmers. It was the headband. It yes. was. The, okay. And with my leotard, like I had the leotard, but also I had this little thing of elastic and I don't know why or what purpose it served, but this little thing of elastic that went um, above my leotard in the front through the leg holes and, and under my leotard in the back. So in, in what? essence, it pulled the leg holes up and made the oh. leotard more like a higher cut. 
So it'd be like today's bathing suits that they're wearing today, <laughs> right? Pretty much. Cheekies, yeah. Cheeky bathing suits. Yeah. So it was, um, but oh yeah, it was all the, all the fat. And you know, I had my leg warmers. You know, I yes. did. And then they went right into uh, 20 minute workouts and then 84 jazzercise hits. Oh, well, that's still around. It is. And actually, I'm still doing jazzercise. Okay. It's a really fantastic workout. You know, I've got a friend of mine from um, actually, our mothers were friends. Okay. And um, so I've known her for a zillion years, but really, um, she has been teaching jazzercise since she was in college. So she's been teaching jazzercise sure as shit for like 30 years. Wow. And absolutely loves it. And I actually did a Zoom interview with her when I first started health coaching because I wanted to highlight different modalities of movement because there are so many different ways to move and so many benefits and so many different people and what they like. And, you know, if you run every day, but you hate it, guess who's not going to be running every day? You. I mean, it's not going to make sense. So she told me a lot of the details. Okay. So I'm very well versed in the jazzercise. So similar to Zumba, it's sort of a corporate thing. You know, it's a franchised thing. They right. get the songs out that have the choreography oh, and yeah. they teach the choreography. Your instructor is not making that up. No. They learn that choreography. So somebody with exercise physiology is making all those movements up, making sure everything is balanced and scientifically like just right. The instructor is just learn, not just, but the instructor is learning it and then teaching it. And as an instructor, you might have a bazillion, you know, routines that, I mean, she's taught it for 30 years. Right. And then they have some quality control measures where you have to be teaching the new stuff. Like you can teach a few, you can sprinkle in a few of the old ones, but you have to be Mm. teaching the new stuff. During COVID, they were totally doing it online. And um, my girlfriend, Danielle, she was telling me that um, they used to have people like would pop in the studio and evaluate you Hmm? like secret shopper like. Mm -hmm. So that is some really stout, stout quality control. Yes. Yes. I can really respect that. Do you think that has contributed to why it's such a long... It's longevity? Yeah. Uh, I think probably so. And I think also um, it's fun. Have you done it? Yes, I've done it. I've never done it. Really? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. I I do. I love jazzercise. Now, I will say I have done jazzercise probably in the last... Oh decade, we'll call it decade, right? My mama absolutely loves it. Now, let me tell you, if you're looking for like, well, what makes her mama love it? My mama is, she would never call herself an athlete. Mm -hmm. She sees herself as a little bit clumsy and truth be told, we call her grace for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she's not the most coordinated athletic person. Um, she loves the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, she gets her heart rate up 
and she really enjoys that. You know, so I'm 50. So this year uh, in the summer, she'll turn 80. So right now she's 79. Um, You can make it low impact. You can make it high impact. They do have some weights, but it's not going to be a heavy, heavy weight. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't like weights. So that for her is a bonus. Um, For me, it's a detractor. You know, I have fun when I go to Jazzercise, but it doesn't um, get, it gets my dance out and my community out, but it doesn't get my like, I will rip you in half out. (laughs) You don't get there with Jazzercise. I don't, I don't get there with Jazzercise and not all people need that. Like I know I'm a passionate, slightly on the crazy ends uh, person. You need the intensity. I do. I need the intensity. uh, Every once in a while. And that's one thing that makes jazzercise kind of fun for me because. Right. right. And I actually, yeah, I like what you said about community. Cause I think that is for people who I know who do it kind of religiously it is about the community, you know, like it's the same people there. They kind of, you know, once you get the moves down, um, you kind of know how the flow goes. Yeah. Um, and so it becomes an, yeah, you get, you have your group. Yeah. It, but I guess the same things for CrossFit too. Well, it's the same weird. things for a lot of things, you know, like um, right now. Well, we're, we're going to get there. I'm not even going to bring that up. Right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that takes us to like jumping ahead. 85, I know. 85 was personal training. 86 was the Bowflex. Oh, the Bowflex. That's still around too. Yes, it is still around. And you know what? Okay. So that's 86. And basically the Bowflex, if you're not familiar with it, A, you need to look it up because it's kind of cool. And B, it's just one of those things that's basically a weight bench with different attachments and you're pulling on pulley systems. Yeah. It's like a resistance trainer. Yes. So um, I think the first time we mentioned resistance bands was like in 73, 74. So resistance bands have been a lot... around a long time and we still use them. We use them in aerobic classes. We use them at CrossFit for the TRX. Now TRX is a huge system. Um, We use them in physical therapy. I mean, it's just a solid practice that we've done for 50 years. You do not have to have all your dumbbells at home. You do not need to have your barbell, although mine is actually under my bed right now. You know, (laughs) you can just have some bands. Yeah. Yeah. And really do some great muscular training. Yep. Yeah. Agree. And then in 1987, Buns of Steel, boom. <laughs> Loved Buns of Steel. And 88 was sweating to the oldies with Richard Simmons. Richard Simmons coming in. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Gosh, do you remember his infomercials? Yes. I'm actually cringing, like thinking about him now because he still like looks the same now. He still wears the same clothes and the same. He does hair. And- One of the best Halloween costumes I ever saw was from a fellow nurse who worked with me in Rochester, New York, and she put on a really curly wig with a head headband and a tank top, and then she had gotten like <laughs> fake hair and taped it to her armpits. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was priceless. I will never forget that costume. That's great. Uh, And then we have the, um, in 89, the uh, Abdominizer, and then 1990 hit the Thighmaster. Do you remember the Thighmaster? Targeted, right? Like, neat thin thighs, and you're only going to do it by the Thighmaster. Yes. (laughs) 
Gosh, what I would have given to have hadn't had small little petite ballerina thighs when I hit puberty. You didn't, clearly you didn't work out on the thigh master enough. Oh, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it just, like the more we know, you know, the fact that that, it seems ridiculous now. It does. And, 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 but there are, there's still conversations around like, Hey, how can I trim? In fact, somebody asked me the other day, like, how do I lose my, what exercises do I need to do to lose my belly fat? And I'm like, that's a larger conversation. Right. (laughs) Yes. Because clearly, you know, excuse me, we, we think about like, well, if I make those muscles underneath that fat layer toned or trim, then you know, my waist size will go in. And, and part of that is true, but if you don't address that big, beautiful fat layer on top, um, and that's not going to be addressed largely with targeted exercise. No, no, but that, but they, they, I mean, even, I don't know, I think it was around this time that came up that they had like the ab zapper, like it would, you could just put it on and it would tighten the muscles. Yeah, that was basically E-STEM, and that was a little bit later. Actually, I I won't say who, but there is someone that had that, that I know. And um, yeah, the idea was you walk around with basically E-STEM on your tummy, and it contracts those muscles for you and works out that tummy. And then magically, one day you wake up and you got a six-pack that's had spray tan you know, oil sprayed on it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lordy. And I mean, I don't know, E-STEM, you know, a lot of people use E-STEM for healing and for muscle, you know, muscle activation. And uh, I think it definitely has its place. But if you think you're going to wake up with a six pack, boo-boo, that is not happening. Well, and if that's the only thing you're changing. Yeah, like I'm just sticking this. I'm going to live my life the way I've always lived it. Stick this thing on my belly, and and yeah, it was like a belt that you walked around with, and it just like, (laughs) yeah, I know, right? It's fun. So (laughs) then comes '93 and the Nordic track, which was basically the cross country skier. Yeah, yeah. And so that was the first time that that kind of like came into. Uh, existence. And then 94 was the ab roller. Do you remember the ab roller? What? No. I mean, I remember the name, but I can't remember what it was. Yeah. So the ab roller was like a little pad in the back and then it had these two arcs and a horizontal bar. (laughs) Yes. So basically you put your, you lay down with your head on the pillow and then you had your hands sort of like up above you. And I, you know, I think I can really see how it um, kept people positioned properly, you know, to do a sit-up, but basically it was like a sit-up. Right. A billion dollars in sales. All right. A billion dollars. So in 73, we were all about tiny little waists and tiny little legs and here in the 90s, we're hitting the, we got to have rock hard abs. All right. So, so at least we're getting into strength a little bit, which is. Yeah, a little bit. 
Yeah. I think we're still in the, um, how do I, how do I look? You know what? It's funny, um, to think of it actually like this. What did we say that bodybuilding came in 76 or 77? Cause I think we said speed bag came out when Rocky came out and then the next right. year, which was 77, here comes, um, bodybuilding. And then almost 20 years later, it's rock hard ha- abs. And boot camp, like then boot, didn't boot camps come? Like uh, boot camps, I think were a little later. Then we did, okay, let's keep going. Then we right. did the gazelle freestyle, which was basically like a uh, a non, almost like an elliptical machine, but non-motorized. You know, you just, it had two places for your feet at the bottom and two handles up at the top, and you just sort of right. cross-country skied slashed uh, elliptical'd with, uh, out the motor. And then the elliptical machine came in in 98. Oh gosh, girl. 1999 was Tabo. Oh, right. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I love right. the Tabo. Now we're getting into things that I would do. Yes. Billy Blanks. Yeah. The Tybo. Yeah. That was awesome. I love doing that. And he'd be like, hook, hook. Right. And what were the other ones? He, there was a hook. There was a roundhouse. There was a jab. jab. It's jab, a jab. Yep. Yeah. That, and you know what? A great workout. Yes. You know, like we can poo-poo and laugh because it was so trendy, but um, I remember it doing Tybo getting my butt whooped. Yeah. I mean, it was trendy for a reason, right? Like it was fun. It was, you know, he was entertaining. Yes. Do it at home. Yes. With no equipment. Yeah. Knock it out in your basement. You know? So then in 2000, Pilates comes on the scene. Like, I don't even remember Pilates being out in 2000, but maybe, you know, I was about to have kids at that point. So, oh, you um, know what? Yeah. I was actually doing it while I was pregnant with Mason. So that was right around 2000. So, huh. yeah. I yeah. Was, I was doing it. Uh, and then in 2001, Kettlebell came out. There again, mm. I did not remember that. I assume Kettlebells have been around forever. Yeah. Like, interesting. Uh, 2002, and I was not aware of this either, the thug workout. What is that? <laughs> I don't know. It says rapper DMX was at the height of his fame in 2002, and he and his group, the Rough Riders, decided to stop, drop, and open up shop in their very own workout video. All right. Well, I mean, I, you might need to check that out. I know. Ah. That's a look it up, thug workout. And then in 2003, of course, P90X. Oh, yeah. That's still going strong, too. That's still going strong, too. And basically, you know, that's a lot of same principles behind HIT. Yes. Yeah. You know, it was a lot. And P90X will burn your butt up. I mean, if you're looking for some stamina, you know, body weight strength. Yeah. And it doesn't change it up every day. Like, is it like a different... Yes. Yeah. If I recall, I mean, I'm like, if I recall, I can go, I've got the videos. (laughs) They're literally still in my exercise box, you know, with my resistance bands and my foam roller, my yoga mat. Yeah. So that's like, that's like a, um, uh, something that has a different workout every day and you kind of follow along with the, with the protocol. You know, it's funny, a lot of these trends um, up until we're now at like 2002, 2003, on our journey through time, uh, have been home-based. Yeah. And you're right. 
the cool, yeah. yeah, the newer ones are. Like I guess the the Jazzercise and Zumba. Well, even all the resistance band training. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, and then in 2004, yoga says, you know, even though it was, of course, thousands of years old, it says in 2004, millions of people picked up the discipline, pushing its user to to, to, to a total of 15 million people. Interesting. I know. 2005, bar came along, which I think is awesome sauce because I love, of course, my ballet background and um, Mm -hmm. bar training. 2006 was TRX suspension. Mm-hmm. And then 2007 was the Hawaii chair. The Hawaii wow. chair is a chair that gets its name because it swivels in a hula motion that supposedly oh. burns calories and works your midsection. Oh, I've been on those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been on a hula chair. Oh, a Hawaii chair. Sorry. I think the YMCA had that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, in 2008, WeFit came out. Oh, gosh. I know. I loved WeFit. Well, no, that, that's not true. Okay, I see now the WeFit was that little pad that you stand on. We never had that. Oh, yeah, no. But we definitely had the games where it was like an obstacle-y course. And so you had to like run in place. You had to jump over stuff. Right. So you're standing there on the floor, but you were jumping, you were lunging, you, were, you know, it was fun. Yeah. And it was fun to do with the children. That's what made the Wii. Um, so, well, let's see, in 08. Well, what about like the dance party Wiis? Like oh, girl. Dance, whatever, what was it called? But those were really fun and a really good workout. Yeah, you had me at dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it could be dance party Wii. It could be dance in the kitchen. It could be right. dance at the bar, at, at, you know, wherever. Yes. Wherever. And then uh, my favorite, 2010, brought us the shake weight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Wait, I feel like those can't kind of made a resurgence recently. They like did. And actually, okay, um, you know, so for those people who don't know, a shake weight looks like a dumbbell and it's got springs on either end. And so when you shake it like you would a... Um, like a, a shaker, like your drink... Mix it up like a shake. drink shaker. If you mix up a yeah. drinks, I never Martini did that, Fran. So I'm thinking about that musical, a, a, a little maraca thing, you know? Yeah, how you yeah. Do the, like, chick, 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 that one. Yeah. So if you do your shake weight like that, the ends of the <sighs> bell will go away from you and toward you. So you really have to hold and, and stabilize. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> it looks so obscene. Which is the big joke about the shake weight. That's why I can't say it without giggling. And at the same time, when you get your arm in that position, there's a lot of muscle activation in your back and your armpit on your mm. shoulder stabilizers. They're it's really good. So using the shake weight actually can be super good for your shoulders and, and that uh, right. you know, capsule. So, But it always cracks me up, shake weight. And you can usually pick them up uh, in the Walgreens on your As Seen on TV. (laughs) That little section. I know, right? Then in 2011, boxing came out. And, you know, we still have like nine, is it nine round? Yeah. Went out of business in Hickory, but yeah. Did it totally go out of business? Yeah. Mm. I knew the people that loved doing that. Me too. And, you know, um, 
when we owned the CrossFit and when it was in the Hickory Fireplace and Patio building, you know, there was that boxing place right beside us. And they actually had a Parkinson's program. Oh. Yeah, there there is. If you want to look this up, if you have Parkinson's or have a loved one who has Parkinson's or you're concerned about that or just plain interested, you can look up boxing programs for Parkinson's um, patients. Makes a huge difference for them. Interesting. Yeah, it is dead interesting. And you know what? I'm going to say this. It was always inspiring to me to be in the CrossFit doing whatever I was doing and watch the Parkinson's patients come through the parking lot uh, and go into exercise. Because if you yeah. if you are if you know uh, Parkinson's and it changes the way you walk, mm. and um, yeah, people tend to s- sort of lean forward. And if you can imagine like picking up speed as they go along, uh, kind of uh, don't have any brakes on that. So they would, you know, come through the parking lot really carefully and then get in there and their movements were so much more fluid and controlled when they were doing their boxing. It was really inspiring to watch. Like, that's who I want to be. You know, I want to be, I certainly would not choose to have Parkinson's, but I want to be that person who, despite what I have or what challenges may be ahead of me, I'm going in and doing something. Right. Well, yeah. And I think, you know, with your background, you know how important movement and physical activity and community, right? Like that's the other thing that that provided. They were going somewhere yeah, and for they sure. were engaging with people and they had, there were other people with, who were, had similar issues going on, you know? So I think it provided that as well. And, yeah. it, you know, gave them some sense of power, I would imagine. Gosh, I, th- I think so. I mean, how could it not? Right. You know? Right. So, yeah. Okay. And then in 2012, Zumba. <laughs> I loved Zumba. Absolutely loved Zumba. But I'll tell you what, they, they asked, I was teaching aerobics at the time Zumba was coming out. And somebody asked me about teaching Zumba and I looked into it. And when I found out that Zumba gives you the routines, just like in jazzercise, we were talking about, they give you the routine. Zumba gives their instructors the routines and I couldn't just make stuff up. I'm like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> like I like to do my own thing. I do. I always do that with aerobics too. I just like to make up my own stuff. It feels good. Yeah. Um, and then we start with spin class in 2013. Have you ever done a spin class? Yeah. Yeah, me too. How, how is it for you? Oh, it kicks my ass. Me too. I'm like, yeah. Every time. Yeah. Wrenched in sweat. Yeah. Yeah. When I did it consistently, it kicked my ass. When I sort of like make cameos in the spin class again, I just get my ass handed to me every time. And I'm looking around and going like, I, I really thought I was a healthy person until I, I walked in here. Yeah. yeah. And there's always a like competition, right? You're kind of looking at the person next to you. <laughs> oh, Fran, what level? No, I don't compete. (laughs) I know, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, here's one that I'm not really super excited about. Um, We've popped all the way up to 2014, and it's the waist trainer, modern version of Victorian era corsets. Yeah, Yeah. trainers squeeze the wearer's midsection supposedly 
Uh, Yes. Supposedly. It hurts me just to think about. Right? Making it slimmer. The trend picked up steam after Kim Kardashian West used one, but they don't actually seem to be effective. In fact, they can damage internal organs if used for too long. Well, and I would imagine it would it would weaken your stomach muscles and your back, right? If you have something holding you up all the time and you're not having to use your muscles to I would imagine that weakens them. So I can't even, you know what, um, Molly, my youngest, I was on the phone with her the other day and you know, that whole thing, you're killing me. She just straight up said to me like, mom, I'm dead. Okay. (laughs) You, you're killing me and I'm dead. And that's how I feel about this waist trainer bull crap. I feel like, Hey, we started out this list in 1974 three and 74 talking about how women's midsections had to be small and their thighs had to be slim. And now we're right flipping back here at 2014 talking about, let me throw in a corset to squeeze up all my internal organs so that maybe I'll look pretty. F that all day long, twice on a Sunday. Right. Yeah. I mean, actually, I don't know anybody who's used these. Uh, Well, and I'm I'm going to right now. I don't need to use them because that's the way I'm shaped. I got a pair happening here, you yeah. know, so my waist is tiny. My boot is big. People say like, how did you achieve that? I don't know. I, I came out that way. Like I, I just grew into that. It wasn't something I had chosen. And I'll tell you what, I would never have chosen it. In 1985, I'd have chosen to look like Cindy Crawford and right. been straight and a stick and have no waist. Right. So, you know, you get what you get and you got to at some point love it. Or just, you know, hate it your whole life and that's on you, boo-boo. I'm not going to hate mine my whole life. I'm just going to love her for what she can do, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. And to like hurt yourself to try to fit into something. look pretty. Not going to, right. Yeah, work. no, it's not, not going to happen for me. So anyway, we'll move on from like, in 2015, we got the Fitbit. Oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Did Wait, you ever right. do a Fitbit? Do you? What, at what point? Remember those um, Skechers shoes that were oh, supposed that to your like, had a certain different kind of sole that was supposed to tone your legs? They were like a weird sole. You don't remember those? I do not remember. Well, like is, it, is it the rocking? The rocking sole? So. Yes, like the yeah. They were called yeah. toning shoes by Skechers, and yeah, they yes. And so if you walked in them, the it was supposed to tone your calves and your butt. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Probably by then I had started CrossFit. And really that is, uh, was one of the very, very first gifts that I received from CrossFit is I began to love my legs. And it was Mm. the first time literally since 1985 and I was 12 and my, you know, my powerhouses came in Mm -hmm. that I loved my legs because all of a sudden at CrossFit, I could really see like, wow, these suckers actually are powerful. And now they're finally, now I'm beating the skinny runners. Right. Right. You know, before then I couldn't compete with the runners because all we were doing were running. And I was, the fat, was the fat girl in the back and I'll throw some air quotes on that because that's really not very nice. And that's sort of what I believed about myself. And uh, then I hit CrossFit and I was like, wait a minute, actually, this is awesome. So, yeah, yeah, I skipped over the shoes with the toning. (laughs) (laughs) But but I think what you're saying, like that being able to find 
the the beauty in your body and this, yes. and I think it's like with the focus on strength and health that I think we're getting to we're getting there um it allows all different shapes and sizes to yeah. to be to be lovable and to be powerful and to you know to fit the trends yeah and I think sometimes you gotta um Sometimes you have to look a little harder than others. Just like I was reading something today that said, always look for the good in people, and it may take you a while. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay if it takes you a minute to figure out what it is about your body that you actually are super grateful for or that you love, but it's worth making an effort to find that. Yeah, and actually, I was just to, I was just with a bunch of my um friends from college this past weekend and we're all 53 mm-hmm. and you know I, like we're all we all take pretty good care of ourselves but we're also to the state where we're recognizing um it, it doesn't it's not gonna get better right like the the so it's we're, we're getting older our boobs are sagging you know the cellulite's coming out we have all <laughs> wrinkles you know and like unless unless i have facelifts and all that stuff like it's not getting better like this is this is the best it's going to be now. So love it now, you know, and we were talking about looking back at our pictures from college and um, none of us felt good in our bodies then, mm. you know, we look oh, back and now we're like, oh my God, like I actually looked pretty good. And so, mm. so just knowing that to, to right now today, appreciating your body and loving your body is so important. It's hard to do um, because it, but but I think what you were saying is a finding, um, yeah, really searching and finding something that you that you appreciate yeah. about your body. You know that that gave birth to people or it allows you to you know go off for a walk. In the oh, girl, don't even start it up with with this Achilles heel man oh, still yeah. being in a boot. When I see people walking normally with two feet on the ground, I'm like, oh. So I honestly, like I was, I dragged myself slash hobbled out to the beach. That's another whole story. Uh, but I had gotten literally 10 steps onto the beach and thrown my little blanket down and sat there. And I just watched people with their two feet walking in the sand all the way from where I was all the way down. And I was like, oh, I almost couldn't watch. I, I got, I got a little jealous, yes. got a little jelly. So, but you also know you'll be back there. Oh, girl. Yes, I will. Yeah, for sure. And then this list had, of course, my love CrossFit listed in 2017. We all know it started before then. I think probably the earliest um, boxes were 2006 ish. I know that we had um, our first box in Hickory at 2007. We're so blessed and happy to have had a CrossFit in Hickory for that long. But, uh, yeah, that totally changed, changed my life, rocked my world. Mm-hmm. So I'm really glad you for that. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? Uh, you want to be grateful and in tune to your body. Find something that occasionally really pushes you past your limit. Here's the nugget. Here's the birthday nugget. Find something that occasionally, maybe once a month, once every couple of months, 
pushes you so far past your limit of what you think you can do, you're going to find some real um, accomplishment and some real like miraculous stuff that your body will do for you when you are graceful in asking it to. Mm -hmm. Caveat there, be graceful in how you ask your body to do that miraculous thing. And you can really appreciate then your body. Yes. Yeah. And learn your body. I've uh, One thing I've noticed about CrossFit, another gift I've gotten from having that kind of intensity in my life over, you know, a decade and a half is I can tell when my body is a little bit off. Mm-hmm. There have been several times that my thyroid level has been a little bit off. Um, and I can detect it because I ask my body to push so hard. I would never know that I was struggling just a little bit if I were more sedentary because yeah, that's I, not where it shows up. Right, right. No, but I like your idea of, of um, getting uncomfortable, yeah. right? Pushing yourself to get uncomfortable. And I think that um, isn't, isn't everything. You know, we don't make changes if we're comfortable. Mm-hmm. Change happens when we when we step into the uncomfortable. Um, so, and getting really grateful, like when you when you get uncomfortable and and you have whatever you have, whether it's growth or failure, you know, you're going to end up with it with a thought that's like, "Dang, I didn't know I could lift 120 pounds." I'm so grateful for that. Or you're going to end up with like, "Man." Uh, I didn't think I could lift 120 pounds and I didn't. (laughs) Thank God I can lift 115 because 120 feels pretty flipping heavy. (laughs) But then you're you're like, but now I want to, right? And so then, and so that's when you start making some changes as well. You know, that's when I like to throw in a 5K or throw in a CrossFit competition or throw in a, you know, whatever. Um, I, I do like to compete occasionally, you know. Because it just gives me a time to push a little harder, yes, um, get uncomfortable, have fun, right? You know, it's fun. Absolutely, my mother would not agree. <laughs> so, if you're listening and you're like that, Amy Chang is smoking a crack pipe. You know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be your thing. No, but even like competition and like, I mean, I just started playing pickleball. You know, did like, you really? I didn't know you started playing pickleball. Uh, I paid, played three times now, so it's uh, but it's really friggin' fun, you know, and it, and it is competitive. I mean, I'm Fran. I just don't think anything you do could not. I mean, you're. I I know I can smell the competitor through the screen across six hours from the state. Put a little in, little keep things spicy, but. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, this has been such a fun time. Little walk down memory lane. Little ride through history of exercise trends. People. So we started out with people wanting to look good. We ended up with people wanting to look good. Nothing wrong with <laughs> wanting to look good. And I hope that um, we're we're working our strength, stamina, coordination, mental, emotional release, range of motion, All community. Yes. 
all the good stuff. Yeah. In any way, in any way that suits you. Certainly, we've given people 50 years of junk you can do for yourself. Right. And what we didn't get into in any of this was like the outdoor stuff, going for a walk, taking a hike, you know, getting on a paddleboard, like all of those things that are just, you can just do. It doesn't have to be these kind of trendy mm-hmm. things. And I mean, I think those have been along for around. Or the, or the um, accessibilities, you know, what do you do when, when you have one leg? Yeah. Right. What do you do? Yeah. Yeah. And there's, um, there are plenty of places and resources really for anybody to do anything, anytime they want to, you just have to want to want, want to do that. Absolutely. All right. Well, happy birthday to you. And if you guys have enjoyed this podcast, please like comment, um, subscribe and share it with people. So we always like to hear your feedback. Yeah. And happy new year. Happy birthday. Yeah. It's the second of January. It's time to get busy. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. See ya. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.